morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, September 13th. What the recall election means for national politics. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County reported more than 700 new coronavirus cases on Sunday and no new deaths. Health officials say the COVID-positive case rate is 37.1 per 100,000 people, but the numbers are different for the vaccinated and unvaccinated. The COVID-positive case rate is 61.9 for the unvaccinated and 17.7 for those who are vaccinated. San Diego has seen at least 43 cases of the new COVID-19 variant called Mu. And California has recorded the highest number of mu cases nationwide. But this variant doesn't appear to be as contagious as Delta. Dr. Eric Topol is the director of the Scripps Research Translational Institute in La Jolla. He theorizes that the mu strand will not stay around much longer. It is the most immune evasive strain to date. But again, I'm not concerned about it just because it's fading away in all the places where Delta has dominated. In order to stop more strains from forming, Topol says we must contain these new cases now and increase vaccination rates around the world. The difficulty of finding workers nationwide isn't just affecting the private sector, it's also affecting public transportation. In the North County, a bus driver shortage is causing people to be late for work. The North County Transit District is not alone in facing the staffing shortage, but the problem is more acute there. Because of this, drivers were forced to work overtime and that's leading to burnout, making the staffing shortage worse. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Tomorrow is the deadline to vote in the gubernatorial recall election. Of the two million-something mail-in ballots that were sent out in San Diego County, more than 800,000 have already been returned. A spokesman for the county communications office says voter turnout is expected to be around 70 percent. And it's voter turnout in particular that'll likely decide if Governor Gavin Newsom is removed from office, and if so, who replaces him. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says, whether Newsom wins or loses, the election will reverberate in state and even national politics. In San Diego and across California, students and teachers have been returning to in-person schooling with spirit and a requirement to wear masks indoors. Teachers and school staff are also required to be vaccinated for COVID-19 or submit to weekly testing. Those public health policies will likely change in California if Governor Gavin Newsom is recalled. One need only look at states like Arizona, Georgia, and Florida for the role of a governor who's anti-science in dealing with the pandemic. Sonia Diaz is a UCLA political science professor and founder of the Latino Policy and Politics Initiative. Most of the leading candidates to replace Newsom are Republicans who oppose statewide vaccine and mask mandates. And Diaz says while Newsom has been willing to increase state spending to deal with the pandemic, a Republican governor is likely to cut spending. This means that we are not going to have the full arsenal of our government resources. Now, ultimately, this is really hard. 
because we know who suffers when bad policy exists. And that's black and brown communities who have borne the brunt of the health and wealth impacts of this pandemic. We know that California is a bellwether for other states. UCSD political science professor Marissa Abrahano says if Republicans succeed in recalling Newsom and replacing him with one of their own, the effects could be felt across the country. It can embolden uh, Republican governors in other states to continue with their policies, especially given the kind of polarized political environment that we currently live in. It could also give a boost to Republican enthusiasm and fundraising efforts ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. Perhaps even more consequential, Dianne Feinstein is 88 and the oldest sitting senator. A Republican governor would almost certainly appoint a Republican to fill her seat if she couldn't finish her term. That would give Republicans their Senate majority back. And Diaz says even conservative appointments to state positions could change how California California tackles housing, climate change, and education. These appointments include cabinet positions. They also include positions around important boards and commissions, whether that's the Air Resources Board, the University of California's Board of Regents, but our state judiciary. So those are powers that you can see, you know, from one day to the next shift. What's unlikely to change with the Republican governor is legislation. Democrats still hold supermajorities in the state assembly and Senate, meaning they could pass laws and override a veto from the governor if they stay united. And Abrahano thinks they would. I mean, they're even highly united right now, as we've seen, uh, coalescing around Newsom, agreeing that other potential Democrat, high-profile Democratic candidates not compete in the recall election. So you can imagine that if we are in that scenario, that they would be just as united or even more highly united. Polling looks much better for Newsom now than it did just one month ago. So what if the recall fails and Newsom stays in office? He'll likely go into his 2022 re-election campaign even stronger, though Diaz says his margin of victory would matter a lot. Is this within a five-point margin? Is he going to hit it out of the park, which is more unlikely? To what extent is it going to be called that evening? We don't know. And predicting the outcome is even harder now, given shifts in voting trends. Republicans used to prefer early voting, but now are more likely to vote on Election Day. Abrahano says a victory from Newsom could also force Republicans in California to do some soul-searching. Do they want to appeal to a larger base and revert back to a more moderate version of what Republicans are? Or are they going to continue in their strategy of extreme right-wing and the party of Trump, essentially. Abrahano and Diaz agree a Republican governor would face an all-but-impossible re-election campaign in 2022. That's because Republicans are such a minority in California, low-turnout special elections are the only path they have to statewide victory. And that was KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen. Coming up, some local businesses are implementing new vaccine requirements. That story and more next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, 
presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Last week, President Biden announced a plan to mandate vaccines or regular COVID-19 testing for businesses with 100 or more employees. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman spoke with one company owner in San Diego who is implementing the new requirements. We're balancing the needs of our employees with the needs that the government now has. At Woodstock's Pizza, co-owner Laura Ambrose is working with her team to determine how the requirements will impact them. For us, the challenge is that we are desperately trying to hire enough team members for all of our restaurants. This will add a new dynamic to it. Woodstock's has eight locations with more than 400 employees. Ambrose says they are encouraging vaccinations and more than 75% of staff have already gotten them. But that means if the order went into effect right now, about 100 employees would need to do weekly COVID testing. We'll have to decide how we're going to handle the requirement that we have to test those employees. And I'm sure that that will be required because we're not intending to let go of people that are part of our team now. And that reporting from KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman. San Francisco and irrigation districts in the Central Valley are suing the state over drought restrictions that prevent them from drawing water out of creeks and rivers. KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero reports. The lawsuit claims the State Water Resources Control Board lacks the authority to interrupt water rights that date back to before it was established. The agency issued the order last month due to a lack of water in the San Joaquin River Basin. If the agencies don't win, there's still a lot of water in the system that can be conserved or recycled. That's according to Heather Cooley, director of research for the Pacific Institute. Some of these alternatives can help address these issues. It can ensure that we have enough water to meet our needs. But as the drought continues, the suit threatens the viability of the state's meager water supplies. And that was KQED's Ezra David Romero. In a recent ranking by Forbes magazine, the University of California at Berkeley has been ranked as the country's best university. From KALW in San Francisco, SUNY Khalid has more. UC Berkeley topped the Forbes annual college rankings for the first time, nudging out Harvard. The magazine cited Cal for its world-class academic excellence, affordability, the school's, quote, rich tradition of leading technological and social change, unquote, as well as sports and its Bay Area campus. Cal is the first public school to earn Forbes' top ranking. The magazine said it changed its usual grading of the nation's top schools by factoring in retention and graduation rates, as well as average salary for students after graduation. The magazine's new methodology adjusted to counting low-income student outcomes and added a giant federal database to its tally of graduate earnings. This resulted in a very different list than ones from previous years, emphasized by Berkeley taking the top spot. Besides Cal, four other California schools earned top 20 rankings from Forbes, including Stanford, UCLA, UC San Diego, and UC Davis. And that was KALW's SUNY Khalid reporting from San Francisco. UC San Diego was ranked 15th on the Forbes list. 
And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio, or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.